You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome to the Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This episode number 174, we're discussing a Spider-Man comic tee, Celebration 2020, and a look back at film in 1999. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay from 1999. <laughs> we're all quite a bit younger in 1999. Yeah, it was more like, and I'm Sanjay. <laughs> Same pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Nerd Room. We got a lot to talk about this week, and we're taking a little bit of a detour from our, our normal kind of anchor segment in Stars Marvel and DC and looking back at 1999 in film. It's a lighter week in Nerd. We still have quite a bit of news to get through, but change it up a little bit. You know, we've been doing that once in a while here, looking back and doing kind of that vintage look back into film. We've kind of looked back at X-Men. We've looked back at prequels and sequels of films. And so this is another step towards that direction where 1999, this is like the vintage year, 20 years ago, guys. We're going to really age ourselves here. I'm going to count down some of our favorite films, look back at what we were doing in collecting, not so much in comics for me, but it's going to be a fun ride, kind of that retrospective ride through our lives when we were really getting ready to watch Phantom Menace. That was the big anchor film in that year. So we're going to take a trip down memory lane a little later on the episode, but we also got to talk about this really weird comic tease that Marvel Entertainment has put out there into the Twitterverse, counting down from four, three, two. By the time this episode drops, we will be at zero and the reveal. So we're going to talk all about that and speculate what we think it is. And as this podcast drops, you'll be able to either laugh at us or congratulate us on getting it actually right. And the last thing, big thing we're going to talk about too is Celebration 2020. This was announced at the end of Celebration 2019 that it was going to be in Anaheim, but we didn't have a date. We now have a date. We now have a ticket sale date as well. And so we're going to talk. If we're going to go, we're going to make the attempt. Is it going to be a big Disney year for my family, for yours? I don't know. We're going to get into it. But first, guys... Like we always do at the top of these episodes, we got to talk about our week in nerd. Sanjay, Troy, my dudes. Yeah, man. What have you guys been up to, Sanjay? You know, not too much for me, to be honest with you. Um, I did get a chance to rewatch Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, Initial thoughts on a second rewatch. To be honest, I liked it a little bit better, but I still don't think it's like top tier MCU. I think it's a fine film. It's not a terrible film by any stretch. It's not an amazing film, in my opinion. It's just kind of like a middle MCU film for me. And I think, you know what, That's I watched it second time, and I'll probably watch it again. You know, for sure I'll watch it again. But for me, you know, it just, it's nothing wrong with it. It just didn't, like, grab me like a Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And it didn't just, like, like upset me. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, a really, like, fantastic force, like, fan force stick. Like, it didn't, it's not like that. I'm not trying to, like, say it was that bad. It's just, it was an okay film, you know? Um, yeah, I, took, I took a rewatch this weekend yeah. as well. I convinced my daughter by saying, look, it's, you know, it's a girl 
she's a superhero. It's all about her. There's other women in it and all this. And so she was really into nice. it. Nice. Nice. And she was kind of huddled in the corner watching it being like, yeah. the alien's the bad guy. Yeah. Like, awesome. <laughs> no spoilers, but you're going to have to wait and see. And so yeah. she was actually quite enthralled nice. with it all. Nice. Nice. And it was quite a good experience. That's the first Marvel movie I've ever shown her. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. So it was a lot of fun. I also checked out, did you check out any of the, uh, the special features? No, I haven't. Oh, I gotta do that. Still yeah, do they're that. not okay. as extensive as some of the other films, but it's about you know twenty minutes long or whatever. The whole oh, kind nice. of featurettes and that. So I, I definitely Worth check it out. out eh? Yeah, okay. yeah, for cool. sure, for sure. Yeah. And I, I don't, I like this movie more and more every time yeah. I see it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Scrolls. Yeah, like yeah. I, yeah, I, I like them good. even more again. Yeah, watching it for this is my third time I've watched it. Wow. Nice, yeah. nice. So yeah, big praise there. I'm, I'm really enjoying this film. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Like different films hit people in different ways and. You know, I'm not, I'm not, don't take this as I'm trashing the film at all, but you know, you know I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I still enjoy it. I just don't love it. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Anything else going on comics wise? Comics wise, you know, um, catching up. I did read Deceased number two. Really cool. Really cool. Um, the zombie, um, Elseworlds story, which is pretty cool. The best are the covers. The second one was, uh, Poison Ivy in the Nightmare in Elm Street. The oh, first one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was good. What else did I read? I just read a oh Shazam number six. Yeah, that's a good book. It's yeah, fun. Great it's great. Things, yeah. yeah. Do you know who's writing that one? Uh, Jeff Johns. Oh yeah. Shoot. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. Big guns on this one. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. probably like one of my favorite books. Like you know, Grabs knows how much I love his book. Grabs loves his book. Every time I get it, it's like my first read. It's just so wow. much fun. Um, it's just a blast. Everything is just so cool. The visuals, the colors, like, you know, there's some talk about the Shazam sequel, you know, pieces are getting pieced together for that, man. If they do anything like this in the yeah. sequel, Oh, I'm super excited for cool. it. It's going to be really cool. Nice. Yeah. Really no steel books this week. Uh, well, you know, I'm, uh, taking a trip down South to the U S. Um, the new us steel book came out there. didn't come out here. So I'm going to hope that it's still there by the time I get down there to pick it up. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, and then Dumbo comes out next week, or two weeks from now. So I got that steelbook on pre-order. So yeah, yeah it's it's uh, steelbook time. And then after that, Shazam comes out soon. So nice. It's uh, slow this week, but it'll pick up without a doubt in two weeks. Yeah. I hear you about being slow. <laughs> oh, man, we talked last week about the shelves being barren. Now, Troy, you got some stories. <laughs> you know, you can check out our Instagram account, yeah, too. Check it out. Yeah. Troy was detailing there this What's past that? week. We have an Instagram account? When did that happen? We talked about this last week. <laughs> was I there? Notes. Maybe. Uh, I think I was on peyote. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Anyways, I didn't manage to find anything this week, so I did go online. Now, one thing I got to point out here, those retro figures that we have been hunting for, they popped up on Toys R Us, and they are currently out of stock, which also means that they haven't been stocked. So they're not sold out. And once those fly up, yeah, they're going straight in a cart yes. for me. And I also picked up on Amazon. Amazon's been a bit funny lately because I've been able to find some Black Series figures for nice. a pretty good discount. I got nice. the Tarkin yeah, man. for $19.99. Oh, yeah. Wicked. So I, I figure I've never seen in the wild. Yeah. yeah. I was able to pick it up on Amazon. Oof. Yeah. Nice. So I'm pretty stoked about Amazon that. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah. How, right. How's Appreciate the shipping it. for that? Because I've gotten steel books from Amazon and they just come in a bubble mailer. So they always That's... come like a little bit dented. So I have to like send them back. And then the second time it comes, it's a little bit better. But yeah, I mean, I'm I don't order steelbooks off Amazon. I've never ordered an action figure off of Amazon. Mm -hmm. So, but I am gonna put in the notes. You know, pick the best box, or I did put in the notes. Sorry, pick the best box and you know ship as fragile. Well, they're pretty decent. Like I got my Gambit through Amazon Prime in the box. It is fine. It's yeah. awesome. Oh, King really? is, is mint. I've actually, 
uh, done a couple figures through them too. So I, I wouldn't worry for you, but I, I hear you for sure with yeah. still books. Yeah. They get dinged up, I bet. Well, People say yeah. to like, you say like, it's a gift. Yeah. And then buy the gift box. Oh, okay. So then they put it in a little bit like better box. Yeah. And you pay like a couple bucks for the yeah. gift yeah. box. So it kind of extra protection. That's yeah. a good idea, actually. Yeah. So my online shopping has, yeah. has increased a little bit. I was on Kijiji kind of waiting around looking for loose Marvel Legends and mm-hmm. all of that with no success here in the city. Yeah. But until we see restock of the shelves, mm-hmm. It's going to have to be online and low comic book shops. I like Gordon. I haven't been for a few weeks, but you know, I'm still looking for that Grievous. It's also on Toys mm-hmm. R Us. It's discounted already down to 55 bucks. But I have a feeling that's going to get a little bit cheaper because that's one of those deluxe figures. Mm-hmm. It was originally priced at 70 Canadian dollars. Which is what? crazy because for they're normally 39 figure. for the, those deluxe ones, Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Like bonkers. It's $70? Yeah. That's insane. It's crazy. Way too much. I would never in a million years pay that. Like I love the figure. looks great. Yeah. And I know Darth Goody, our boy, he did a review on that not yeah, too man. long ago. Yeah. And over on his YouTube channel. Yeah. But I, I don't see that ever being worth $70. Like, to me, it's yeah. I'd be happy to pay 35 for it. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's a great-looking figure. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's going to yeah. come down to that. No collector is going to pay that price, and no casual fan is mm-hmm. ever going to buy that. No. What if they're a billionaire? Point. Well, maybe. So, like, yeah. <laughs> like, whatever the handful of billionaires in Canada that walk into their Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Or stalking Toys R Us like I am. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, other than that, for me, it's been a pretty quiet week. Troy, yeah. I know. Oh, man. And huh. if you go check out our Instagram Go check out our Instagram account at the Nerd RM. Yeah, you can see a bit of the Tuesday hunt. Yeah, Tuesday hunt's real, man. Oh, it's uh, it's been a hell of a week. You know, I ordered um from Indigo actually because Indigo is weird. Indigo doesn't have store uh, toys in stock at their actual stores, but they now have an online market for a lot of toys. So I actually managed to find Infinity War Black Widow, which nice. I've been wanting my hands on. Oh yeah, she's great, man. Like articulation's nice. The face is Scarlett Johansson to a T. Like I love this oh, thing, nice. but. The only thing is with Black Widow, for me, she has to have that red hair. If I'm going to have a Black Widow, she has to have red hair. So I switched up her hair, and I picked up another Black Widow figure from my uh, comic shop, Alpha Comics. Five bucks for Marvel Legends Vintage. You know the Vintage line? Yeah, yeah. Volume 2 with Black Widow? Mm Mm-hmm. only problem is it's the exact same face as the Mary Jane. So I got, like, basically two Mm, Mary Jane uh, figures. okay. But, you know, it's all good. Five dollars for the figure. Um, Comics, though, man comics right now too or money like sanjay you yeah. recommend you and carlos recommended yes batman last night oh tell me preach oh. brother preach oh man right <laughs> this book is crazy good this i'm a big um scott snyder i i feel like i always mix it up with zach and scott <laughs> scott snyder though from uh, quarter of Owls 2011 i feel like i'm back in 2011 reading yeah. batman books this is so cool there's more continuity in this elseworld book than there is in the actual current yeah Batman, right it's kind of funny <laughs> yeah but oh, they do some really cool things you got like that mad max kind of vibe oh some yeah Shutter island going yeah, on i was yeah. just like oh it's it's good man we get three books yeah out? unfortunately only three i wish only it was like a hundred <laughs> this this is fantastic stuff i can't say enough good things the art too greg capullo's oh, back it's such yeah. a good team between those two oh. um another comic too i've been uh i haven't really been talking much about the age of republic and rebellion and whatnot and resistance but the luke skywalker one have yes. you have you managed to i got it but i haven't oh, read it it's it's the most luke skywalker thing i've read in forever <laughs> it's so good when's it set uh, man, this is between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Oh, no way. So we, they've been really weird with that, right? We haven't yeah. really touched down on that spot, but it's it's that Luke Skywalker right there. The cover gives you the blue lightsaber, but it's not that. It's it's definitely the one between uh, episodes uh, five and six. So nice. definitely Ooh. check that one out. It's my favorite in the whole series. And um, yeah, I picked up quite a bit of comics, though. 
uh, but moving on to the toys though, like yeah. that's that's where the that's where the excitement <laughs> is. Um, I picked up the retro line, which is something that Tim over here has been trying to get me into, and. <laughs> Man, <laughs> it's funny because you sent me a text today with a, with a, one of the pictures you posted, and you're like, "Man, you're gonna be so mad." <laughs> yeah, don't kill me, but I got these because there was only two of these things left. I went into the Toys R Us, and um, yeah, I was on the hunt for uh, for Captain America. And looking everywhere, I've checked out like four or five different WalMarts because it's an exclusive yep. figure to Walmart, apparently. apparently. And here I am looking through everything. It's pretty stacked deep with the archive line and the Marvel Legends. Um, Craven and Spider-Man black yeah. suit wave. But um, here I am about to give up and I do a double, triple take on Captain America like right in front of me and I was blown away because I'm like, what is this doing here? So obviously I pick up that figure and um, that's the only one left there. So then I go and check down to another Toys R Us looking for like more caps because maybe there's more caps there because I yeah. want like three of these things. It's a great looking <laughs> figure. And one for me. <laughs> one for Tim, obviously. And, I don't think Sanjay wants one of those. So, uh, yeah, of course you know. I do. Yeah, I mean, you didn't get my request. I'll, I'll get you a Batman. You know? Perfect. That's well, even better. There you go. There you go. I got you. <laughs> so yeah, I go to another Toys R Us and uh, no Captain America. So it's like, all right, all good. Um, but what I do notice is two retro figures of the Star Wars line. It's still Black Series slash retro, or is well, it's it just, just retro? retro yeah. It's just the retro Kinner look, and they have the yellow hair Luke, and that's the Luke I've always grown up with. Is like blonde hair Luke. I've just always right. seen him as the yellow-haired Luke uh, farm boy, and as well as the Han Solo retro figure. And right when I snatch these two figures, these two ginormous men come looking. <laughs> they're on the hunt harder than me, and yeah. they're looking for these figures as well. The clerk actually let them know that there's some in stock. Oh, Little no. do they know, though, I just grabbed those two last Seriously. figures. So they weren't too pleased. They were digging hard, swimming through the aisles. They had Did no you luck. give a misdirection? You're like, oh, I think I saw it over there on swimwear. <laughs> some, some dude grabbed it. Yeah. His name is Tim. He uh, has a podcast. Get mad at him. It must have been big guys for you to, for you to call them big They're dudes. pretty big, yeah. man. Like, this guy had, like, a massive beard. And anyways, yeah, you know, all the best luck for those guys out there. Best luck for everybody, man, because, yeah. like, the hunt's real. That's it what it's is, all yeah. about, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good week, man. I can't complain. The comics, the toys, the games out there I've been playing. It's just uh, all-around blast. I put a pre-order as well down on um, that Marvel Ultimate Alliance. So not the Square Enix one that we've no. discussed, but the other one coming out exclusively for the Nintendo. Cool. Comes out later July, I believe. So, man, what cool. a good year. <laughs> and uh, you just uh, were telling us before that mm-hmm. you saw a movie today. Yeah. You had oh, a day. Yeah. 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 Let's see the best for last. Let's hear about this. So, uh, X Men, the only one of us to see Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Last in the franchise, directed by Simon Kinberg, who I'm a big fan of, by the yeah. way. The stuff he does on Rebels is fantastic. I know he's written a lot of stuff. It's Some good, of the other X Men movies is too. Good producer. Good producer. Good producer. Um, <laughs> first time director, though. And it shows in this movie, yeah. big time. I went in there thinking there's no way this film can be, you know as poorly received as it's been out there with the Rotten Tomato score. I don't know what it's at. I think maybe 20-something now. 23 or something like that. Yeah. Super low. Um, but this is their second chance at the Dark Phoenix story. Right. You know, and they didn't nail it by any means. There's no. a lot of characters that are written poorly. It felt very phoned in. There was no like heart behind anything at all in this film. Uh, everything was by the numbers. There was one good action sequence, I have to say. Was it the Quicksilver... The every every movie he no, does the one super no, sweet. No, they, they tried doing it. 
They really? tried, but not as hard. They gave you like a little taste of that, but yeah. nowhere near as big as um, was it Apocalypse, Apocalypse and uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah, those two were fantastic. I love those scenes. Yeah, yeah, those those were great. But I mean, Jessica Chastain even phoned it in. No, Jennifer she Lawrence quite wooden in the, uh, in the trailers. In the trailers, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, because I every X Men film yeah. that you go into, there's often some you know little beacon of light yes. you know whether it was Deja Fuse Patch was awesome and there's a little bit of that in Apocalypse yeah. and even X-Men Last Stand there's yeah. always a little something usually Hugh Jackman yeah yeah. but this movie by the sounds of oh. it it just it just really lacked that and I like you saying it lacked the heart it almost yeah. felt like not having seen it but just the trailers that people came in and read off of cue cards <laughs> for sure 100% yeah. I mean Sophie Turner when she turns it on when she's a phoenix she's yeah. great because she yeah. has that, that kind of personality to be sassy and mean with it yeah cyclops man like they they don't love cyclops like fox i don't know what's going on but cyclops <laughs> has been handled so poorly oh no i like in the cyclops. whole franchise i love cyclops right? but in, in these movies huh, yeah it's tough. too bad it's, it's it's completely different and they do a big weird direction with a certain character i'm not going to let or announce who it is you'll have to see it for yourself if you dare choose to <laughs> but uh yeah man it's sad to see this franchise go out like this and i i gotta say like this is at the bottom of like Every X Men movie out yeah. there for me. I'd really? have to say Last Stand. Origins, did... even? Even Origins. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's, well, wow. It, it's certainly at yeah. the bottom of the box office. <laughs> yeah. Well. yeah. This saw the largest single second weekend drop of a superhero movie ever. It dropped over 75%. Oh, wow. Yes. And so it's only, its total tally at this point is $52 million domestically over two oh. weekends, which is still oh. lower than the lowest opening film in an x-men in the x-men franchise uh, that's sad man that is sad right yeah, yeah. which was the wolverine with 53 million oh, dollars. My goodness. Oh, so this thing is it's it's unfortunate to see it go out with such a whimper mm-hmm. you know given yes it is back with the mcu and yeah. all that and it was funny box office mojo quoted it as disney's fox released x-men <laughs> trying to pump it up a little bit oh no um, well i wonder if it being received so poorly like do you think this kind of put a stain on the franchise like we might not see an x-men film for a while i bet yeah. you this yeah. thing has got a good five to eight years yeah. of nothing, nothing on screen yeah well how long was it between batman and robin and batman begins that no, was 2005 like, was like Batman five Begins. Years? So five, six yeah. years. Yeah. And if you look at that, Batman Begins didn't do that great at the box office. Right. So it, I think the next X-Men film will be, even though it's completely different cast, completely different everything, I think it might have a little bit of that, like, audiences might be a little reluctant to. They might be. Depending, like, where the MCU is at at that point. You know, eight years is a long way if they do wait eight years. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. You mentioned Sophie Turner. I always thought now that the X-Men films are done, yeah. uh, she would make the perfect Supergirl. Yeah, we were talking about this. Yeah, yeah. so if, if, if I was DC and I had to take Sophie Turner, and I love that choice, um, yeah. Supergirl, which would be fantastic, I would put her as um, as a Poison Ivy. I think oh, she'd be a really okay. cool yeah. Poison Ivy. But uh, yeah, Supergirl, I like that, man. What about like someone else like Fassbender? Because they have a great cast. Like, yeah. Would you? So you can cast them into any other superhero role. Just one person from the X-Men films, Marvel or DC. So besides Sophie Turner, who else would you uh, cast? Like, So, so could, I, could I take... Like, um, they could take anyone. And put them like in the MCU even? Or does it have MCU? to be DC? No, anyone. anyone. Okay, well, i take Fastbender and make him Doom. Oh yeah, yeah. man, yeah. dude, you yeah. just pulled that right. No way, oh, there you go, right? <laughs> my head. Yeah, man, we got that. Arms, arms crossed, trying not to reveal. <laughs> I cannot believe you just yanked that in my head. That is an amazing, amazing cast. 
Yeah, wow. I think it'd be awesome, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even just with like the one tiny little scar or oh, something like man. that. Because he can play that that whole facade yes. of doom and him wanting to look perfect. Right. Intelligent too. Yes. And going over that mask and just he can go from charming yes. to just completely the doom. Right. Dominant. Wow. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that, that that's mine there too. There we man. go. Yeah. 100%. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Well, now I don't even know what mine's going to be because that was just so good. I, I think the guy who plays Beast, he was up for the role of Batman. Yeah. yeah. I would like to see him as like a Batman villain. Um, Riddler? Riddler, Riddler yeah. would be, be good. Cool. Even, um, what's his name from uh, Split and Glass? Uh, McCoy? James McAvoy. James McAvoy. I would love to see him too in the Batman film. Yeah. yeah. Right? Throw him in there. I don't know as what. Scarecrow? Scarecrow would be cool. I was thinking yeah. maybe Mr. Freeze. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he, you know, he can shave the head. Mr. Mr. Freeze will always be Arnold, right? Uh, yeah, Ice to see you. <laughs> That's iconic now. That's twenty-two years old. I mean, when are we gonna appreciate that role? Maybe never. <laughs> it's you know what it is. It's good for a good laugh because those movies for us, especially the, yeah. the oh, year yeah. they came out, it the nostalgia is there. Yeah. I can sit and watch that. Oh, yeah. I love and it. Not squirm. Right. Yeah. It's something that I can just smile at and be like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. You yeah. Know, ice to see you. Uh, freeze. The axe. Like, it just, oh. to me, you know what? It At that time, yeah. it worked. The movie is toyetic. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, commercial. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. We, one commercial. Yeah, we have exactly. to do a review of that. Yeah. 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 Maybe coming with a little tease from last week, you guys. Ooh. We'll see in the future. Yeah. We got some stuff to do over the summer, but maybe, maybe we'll see Ooh. what happens in the fall. Maybe we'll get Arnold to join us. Yeah. Here, maybe. Yeah, you never know. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm definitely gonna try to check out Dark Phoenix, but cool. I'm probably not gonna pay the fifteen dollars to go see. Yeah, well, Sienna is nice because it's Tuesday, so it's a cheap oh, night. Oh, yeah, so that worked out. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts, though, man. And anybody out there listening, please yeah. let us know what you guys thought about this movie. Yeah, there's not a lot of people judging by the box office. Well, and yeah. that's that's the thing with these is that we love doing movie reviews, but we also don't like alienating an office exactly. audience for a whole week. Yeah. <laughs> so if yeah. no one's seen it, it may be something that we toss out there as a bonus episode at yeah. some point in time. But it's likely not to fill a spot on the main cast. No. At yeah. least anytime soon. Yeah. You know, we'd rather go back and look at 1999 than do yes. it for a few. <laughs> 1999, yeah, well, I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. It was a great year of film. It's going to be good. But speaking about, you know, revisiting old franchises and that, there was this really interesting rumor that got chucked out onto the internet this past week. And it's coming from Marvel Entertainment's Twitter feed. I don't know if they're throwing up Instagram or not. We're kind of, again, new to the Instagram world. But <laughs> they're doing a countdown, clearly a Spider-Man countdown. You have the webbed images starting from the number four. four yeah. And we've counted it around three to, to this point. But when the first one went up, the internet went bonkers because it was paired, whether on purpose or not, by Alex Ross also tweeting out an unreleased image or maybe a take on him from i don't know if it's from spider-man 3 or whatever but it's toby Maguire's spider-man Raimi spider-man with mj that's right? the spider-man one is it spider-man yeah, one she has like the uh, uh dress on okay. from, the, uh, from the parade yeah. Yeah. yeah so he tweeted that out and we all know alex ross yeah. he's kind of one of the greats when it comes to art he does oh, yeah. the painting art the real so and it's right. kingdom come it's, baby kingdom, oh yeah, yeah. he's done long. some of the best stuff right now he's doing like the cap covers he's also yeah. doing avengers covers that's right yeah and he's done some absolutely incredible artwork go check out alex ross is he marvel exclusive now no he does dc i think does he i haven't seen him well he's pumping well, dc he, stuff on yeah, his twitter he's, feed he's done DC. He's done it in the yeah, past, yeah. but not for a long time. Yeah, I guess not in a while. Because, I mean, basically, Alex Ross art, too, was like the Sam Raimi. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Yeah. It's all over. Yeah, so if you go to his Twitter page, or Twitter feed right now, he did throw up this image from Spider-Man 1. It looks like he had kind of redrawn it there. 
but he had hashtag Spider-Man 4. Yeah. Ooh. And it, it was the, the frenzy that came off of this because yeah. people thought Marvel's going to adapt Spider-Man 4, the Raimi script, the unmade mm. Raimi mm-hmm. script, into a comic book run. Right. So cool. Yeah. And what an idea that would be. But the subsequent countdown to the three and now the two on the day we're recording, as well as Marvel's editor-in-chief ruling out some sort of Fantastic Four or adaptation, mm-hmm. and stating that the reveal will be something that no one is going to see coming. Right. So from a high level, 10,000-foot view that we're looking at it here, what's the significance of Alex Ross, if any, kind of mm-hmm. tweeting this? Because he's also kept his tweeting up tweeting spider-man things every single day yeah. he's also promoting him being at sccc 2019 because huh. he does the alex ross art sells a ton of art right? right he's got all sorts of gorgeous stuff on his webpage. so go check all that out if, if you're at all interested in having something that goes on a wall yeah. in a proper uh, yeah. frame oh, it's alex ross you want for sure absolutely but do you think there's any connection there guys you know spider-man far from home coming in a couple weeks right this seems to be a comic book tease because it does has, have hashtag Marvel Comics at the yeah. bottom corner of all this. What, what are you thinking? You know, is there a connection? Or what do you think this countdown is going towards? Um, this is so tough. I was right there with everybody. When we saw the four, I thought two things. Either Fantastic Four, Spider-Man yeah. tie-in, uh, team-up. Or obviously, yeah, um, a uh, Spider-Man 4 comic edition. Much like what they did with Smallville season yeah. 11. Yes, comic that's book. right. Yeah. I thought I'd do something yeah, this like isn't unprecedented them taking scripts like they did yeah. The Star Wars. Yeah. I think this is Dark Dark Horse did this right towards the end of their run with right. the comic book. They yeah. adapted George Lucas's original The Star Wars screenplay, which had kind of the likeness of George Lucas in there. Yeah. It had a really? lot of the original McCoy art. Right. Cool. Yeah. It was really cool. It's like um, Dark Lighter was the main character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, was Star Killer in there too? Was it? Yeah, or? I think, or maybe it was Star Killer was. But the, he looked kind of yeah. like. Um, it was George um, Lucas. He looked like <laughs> a Guardians of the Galaxy guy. <laughs> Oh, Chris Starlord. Yeah, Starlord. He, oh, okay. he had like the mask. Yeah, he kind of had like, like the... a weird. Uh, it almost looks like the male version of what Scarlet Witch wears in the comic books. Oh, kind of right. had this like weird bandana thing and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, aside from um, from Alex Ross, I don't know if it could possibly be like the Ultimate Spider-Man universe is coming back because yeah. they did hint towards it in spider-man 2 and i know with like you have tom holland's movie coming out obviously and there's talks of multiverse yeah mm-hmm. and then if you're gonna do maybe like the ultimate spider-man's back because it is left open that nobody really knows what happens to that peter parker thing is i don't think that's big enough like it yeah. seems like they're trying to get something huge going on here so ah this is this is tough it's not the ps4 game because the ps4 game already has a comic book going on does it okay that's yeah. one thing yeah. i was gonna ask is it i was curious like is it a ps4 right yeah spider-man i know it's a yeah. big success but they already have a comic book going on so yeah the only thing that comes to my mind is if they're bringing back the ultimate universe and who better to do it with is spider-man because but does that take away from the miles morales stuff if they because he peter parker yeah. dies in that universe right yeah but then they brought him back which is oh, weird. yeah so they brought him back like right towards the end pretty much before a catalyst came okay so miles does meet him but peter's a little bit older and is like the goblin juice is what actually kept him alive okay because he's kind of birthed out of the same thing that green goblin's birthed from so it was weird but him and mary jane just kind of went off in the sunset but then obviously <laughs> with catalyst the um, the ultimate universe was wiped out so yeah. you just figured that he died with that universe so i don't know it's this is so out of left field though this came out of nowhere yeah <laughs> i got nothing and it's not even counting down to sdcc reveal or no. anything like that because it's only a couple weeks away july 18th i believe so mm-hmm. that's usually when they do a lot of the big reveals so it seems odd yeah that they're doing this right here and now and counting towards thursday right 
and it's pumping out. I mean, it's obviously that kind of help out to Far From Home, I'm yeah. guessing. Mm-hmm. Because Far From Home was, what, July 2nd? Yeah, yeah, so that's, you know, just in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. So, Sanjay, any thoughts on this one? None. <laughs> <laughs> I was super pumped it was Spider-Man 4. Yeah. Like, I love the Raimi films. Like, to me, Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. is on the Mount Rushmore of, like, Marvel comic book films. Yeah, that's great. It's so good. Yeah. So, 4, um, I don't know, maybe, like, some sort of, like, team-up if you got, like, Maybe they're going to do some sort of comic where it involves uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, and maybe cool. you throw yeah. in like the comic book Spider-Man. So that's the four. That would or be maybe, cool. I don't know, like the four horsemen from WCW going to come back. <laughs> I have no idea what it could be. Arn Anderson's going to come and, you know, Ric Flair's going to give Spider-Man in a figure four lock. I don't know. I'm going to throw a really weird one out Let's here. hear this, yeah. And I already tweeted at Grabs today that my weird one is probably going to be something that is so far out of left field. But it's just the idea of the Marvel Editor-in-Chief and Alex Ross. I'm linking those two things. For sure. Alex Ross might just be piggybacking on this <laughs> to promote himself. But I was thinking some sort of Alex Ross like history of Spider-Man art book. Nice, nice. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know why how this ties into four oh, or whatever. Yeah. But it might be seeing some artwork that he did or you know adapted from that Raimi yeah. stuff in there. It just I don't know. It becoming something that's completely out of left field because you're right. First thing I thought of was Spider-Man four adaptation, really yeah. cool. Then it was oh maybe it's a Fantastic Four right. crossover, and I don't know how the numbers add up to this. Yeah, but. Alex Ross' involvement seems a bit odd, maybe more coincidental than anything. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, it's that's going to be my prediction. It's probably some sort of comic book, right. ultimately. Yeah. And maybe ultimate is the keyword <laughs> in that one. But I, I want to throw something weird out there. For sure. Just, just to see. Like, just to see, see, yeah. Because I remember they did, Alex Ross did do a thing before where it was like, was it the Marvels or he did something? Yeah, he they're they're doing now an annotated Marvel yeah. or Marvels. Oh, okay, right. So he's they've kind of gone back and they're putting something new to that. Right. And so he's still an active part of Marvel right, right. now because he did Generations too. Like he did Generations. All the yeah, Generations. He, he's done yeah. a lot of stuff yeah. with yeah. Marvel. So that's gonna be my weird guess. Yeah. It's probably not right. It's likely Who some yeah. some form of of comic book. But you know what? <laughs> what the Marvel editor in chief thinks that is something we're not gonna see coming. Maybe it's just a little more obvious. I don't know. <laughs> it's cool though because it's got a lot of people talking about Spider-Man and yeah. Spider-Man comics, right? That's right. Because we got there's a ton of stuff out right now for Spider-Man. Tons, tons. Yeah. I mean, he has his own series when he's back in the black suit, battling Mysterio. Then he has the main line. There's friendly neighborhoods back, and then the spectacular. There's a lot of Spider-Man going yeah. on. So, cool. Yeah, and what a time to have it, right? You yeah. Know, billion to Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. A lot of momentum coming off the end game. Mm-hmm. So this character, you know, new heights. They're already talking about, when we're talking about Far From Home quickly here. Yeah. $150 million plus a debut for that domestic. Really? Uh, yeah. Who has that in the box office pool? Oh, guess. <laughs> the one that needs all the help they can get. Yeah. End game flopped so hard that yeah. Troy the flopper. <laughs> They're just the relying on that. <laughs> just relying on Captain Marvel to yeah. get him across, limp him across that finish yeah. line, right? Did yeah. not see that coming. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. <laughs> so we'll wait and see. So by the time this episode drops, we will likely yeah. have an answer to all of this. And we're probably right in some way and one of us very wrong yeah. in other ways uh, <laughs> whoever's the most right has to get bit by a spider that's only oh, if it's radioactive awesome. <laughs> yeah. if i get all that in turn yeah i'm game sir you have cancer this did not give you superpowers Oof. harsh <laughs> harsh take it back yeah, yeah. take it back <laughs> now on to some more positive yes news all here. right you know we're talking about sdcc it's coming up here in a couple of weeks you know deadline was reporting that marvel studios is potentially going to be back at that 
nexus of nerd. You know, we've got we've had celebration this year. SECC is a staple. Sanjay, you were there a couple of years ago. This That's is something right. that we keep a very close eye on. But lately, a lot of studios have been skipping this, mm. and it's been more of the figure reveals, toy reveals, and the comic book reveals. Now, we're looking at potentially having the MCU back there revealing their slate. Now, this is post Far From Home. This is when they said, Feige specifically said, look, guys, you ain't getting nothing yeah. until after Far From Home debuts. So very exciting there. But when we're talking about conventions, guys, mm-hmm. now there's a big one coming up here in 2020, and that's Star Wars Celebration from Anaheim. Now, we're all pretty shocked when they revealed that Celebration was actually going to be happening in 2020 in Anaheim, the year after possibly one of the biggest Star Wars Celebrations, and that was this past year. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, kids, we all had babies this yeah. year. I even had tickets. Didn't <laughs> end up going. But I was quite relieved that, yeah, we're going to get another one this year. We yes. have no clue what's going to be there. But they announced finally the dates because that was mm-hmm. one big question mark. And for me, if it was back in April time frame, it was going to be really tough to pull off again yeah. because I've already got a Disney World trip right. planned for that kind of time frame. But it looks like it's going to be happening. No, it doesn't look like it is going to be happening. Yep. August 27th through 30th. 2020 in Anaheim. Tickets go on sale this Friday, guys. This is something that you all need to be tapped into if you do plan on going to Celebration. My one recommendation, if you're even thinking about it and you do have the funds, even if you have a credit card that you can pay off for a couple months, get the ticket. There's this really cool forum exchange thing that was run internally within this on the Star Wars Celebration website where you could basically give your ticket and it goes into a pool and people buy it. From you the money comes to you it's all done through the website so there's no funny business there's no nothing no scalping no nothing mm-hmm. like that going on it's just one fan giving up their opportunity to give to another fan so that i'm assuming that exchange is still going to be there next year right and so you have the ability to offload that ticket yes. without having to worry about selling it for cheaper or finding someone to actually take it so get the tickets 9 a.m june 21st Celebration 2020, oh. August 27th through 30th. Troy, yeah, we've man. had a few offline discussions yes. here. We've got the wife's connected at a very high level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you thinking about this? I want to do this, man. This sounds really cool. I mean, man, Anaheim, I love that place, first of all. Yeah. Galaxy's Edge, and then the, the bonus, obviously, is Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. So it's just such a mystery, like, what is going to be announced yes. there? Because this is going to be the first time we don't have, like, a... Saga film. A clear idea of the movies. Yeah, yeah. a saga film or, like, a Rogue One, a yeah. solo. So... Man, who knows? That could be the whole year when they announce finally a uh, Star Wars Luke Skywalker series. Ooh. I got to be there for that. Well, they have to have something big to anchor <laughs> yes. this, right? And I'm anticipating that the film that's coming out in 2021? Yeah, the first one before yeah. Avatar? Or is that 2022? 2022. 2022. Yeah. That, where they're going to have to have something. Like, they have to have some big footage. You know, they're going to have Mandalorian season two, probably. Yeah. Something from this casting stuff. Yeah. Um, whatever maybe this potentially rumored third show is. But they have to have some insight into that movie. And it might be title. It might be concept art or something. Yeah. But they have to have a panel, this future of Star Wars type panel. For sure. And this may be when we see a bunch of stuff announced. So it's going to be probably less about what is going on right then and there and more about what the future of star wars looks like this gives them a whole year to pause really post the rise of skywalker yes Mm -hmm. it's going to be a little bit less eight months nine months after the rise of skywalker but that movie's done and dusted jj's done with that they're moving into the final stages of post-production and all that so that that movie has you know has an end date for lucasfilm they're thinking beyond that Mm -hmm. from this point forward in my opinion so they're going to have a year and a half there to craft this universe into what they want it to be. This celebration has to be 
the launch pad for the all new, all different yeah, Star Wars, right? Yeah, yeah, straight up. Yeah, I so like that. it could be very exciting. It's gonna be very different. Yeah, but it could be very exciting. And I, I'm definitely buying oh, tickets. Yeah. I know Steve Kirk at San Diego Sabres is. No, way, nice. Rob Cass from Rome Podcast and Talk Star Wars yeah. is also doing that. So we're gonna get stuff going right away. We're planning. We've already planned one Disney World trip. Yeah. It looks like we're gonna plan a Disneyland trip going as well. Back. Yes. Um, and just doing a couple of days, and that's why we're hoping to get the wife and the kids yeah. all involved. Our kids gonna be, you know, both of them gonna be well over a year at that point. Yeah, Padawans and training. Yeah. Ones. Yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna be very exciting. You know, maybe slipping over and do a day at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Let them do Ooh. a couple of days, maybe at Magic Kingdom when you and I are kind of scooting around the floor oh, and all man. that. Hunting. It's gonna be, it's gonna hunting, be crazy. Hunting. It's gonna be crazy. Sanjay, yeah. you're gonna join, man. You're gonna get a ticket. Come on, man. Uh, my Force Ghost will join you. There you go. Or my hologram will join you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'll just carry uh, around. By that time, we'll be able to carry around a phone, right? Yeah, right? exactly, right? Um, no, unfortunately, I won't be attending this, but uh, uh, maybe if it came to Calgary, I'd, I would go if it came to Calgary. There's a, there's a good chance that's never happened. <laughs> Unless their population quadruples. You never say and never. All Star Wars fans. Disney Canada is going to build a park in Calgary. Yeah, that would be amazing. But just uh, adding on to Callaway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If you don't know, Callaway's is really like rinky-dinky amusement park in Calgary. It's good for four-year-olds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's great. <laughs> they had like the Flintstone stuff back I love that look, man. And I think they got sued by Hanna-Barbera. Did they? Because they took it no, all they down. they would have just lost it's, license. It's yeah. the same thing that happened to Canada's Wonderland. It used to be Paramount Canada's Wonderland. They yeah. had like Top Gun and oh, Tomb Raider rides cool. and stuff. And then Paramount pulled the sponsorship of it or whatever, and then they had to strip all the names. And oh. yeah, now it's like Jet Fighter, like <laughs> Lay Down Ride, Boom Raider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so very exciting times. Finally, yeah. getting some dates on the store celebration mm. stuff is extremely exciting. And we hope to see you guys there. Let us know yeah. if you're buying tickets. You know, we're talking about again what the Rogue Squad Pod Boys did. You know, with Steve and Rob and yeah. all that. They you know they were in a pub. They did a live podcast and all that. No way, do some you know, meetups. Yeah, do some oh, meetups with a crew like together it. and all that. A few brewskis, you know, as yeah. the boys do. Oh and man, yeah. It's this is part of what I'm looking forward to most yeah. is the camaraderie around Star Wars, particularly around with the Commonwealth and all everyone that we've met, yeah. listeners and you know friends that we've made through Twitter and all that through our That's common right. passion for Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. Mm-hmm. And it's to me, it's more about that now. Yeah. Like I can't wait to get on the floor, see what's going on, but oh, I'm excited man. to, you know, get out there and, and have fun with the boys. Yeah, man. Maybe Darth Goody. Goody yeah. going out there, man. Let us know. <laughs> yes, well, you guys sure. just need to buy one ticket. What you do is you get one ticket, you dress as a horse, and then you can just go in with the one ticket. No one's gonna like question you and then when you're done, you can just separate. Sometimes I, I'd like to live in your brain. <laughs> just think about it. I just saved you guys fifty yeah, percent. You can use that ticket. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There you, you go. Just cut cut it open, I can I get inside of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boom. It's gonna you're smell welcome, bad. guys. <laughs> <laughs> just saved you guys yeah. ticket prices. There you go. <laughs> if anyone does that, let me know how it turns out. <laughs> yeah. I want whatever comes out of the Tauntaun to be <laughs> rolling jelly stuff (laughs) now sanjay switching topics here to something that you're gonna be a little bit more i know you love star wars i love the star wars but your dude my man snyder my Mm. man yeah stirring the pot again (laughs) this guy riling it up love it love it the crew yeah (laughs) 
He, whatever he posts on the other Twitter, uh, Vero. Vero. It's pretty good. I have an account there. I think he spawns, he owns part of it. Yeah, I yeah. think actually he does, like legit. Yeah. So he, he posts there and then everyone cut and paste and put it on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on Father's Day, again, yeah. I shout out to every, all the fathers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's good right. on you, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Happy Father's Happy you know, Father's uh, Day. Day, I guess I should say. <laughs> Happy Father's. <laughs> um, and just on a side note, I threw something up on the Instagram account about when we announced the Sunjay. Oh, yeah. The uh, that Troy and I were also having babies this year, and your reaction. So oh, it's up the there now, yeah. And it yeah. was kind of like, you know, we joined you on this this wild trip that it's been to becoming fathers for you know the second lap. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I threw it up there for everyone to to enjoy nice. Father's Day. So go ah. check that out over yeah, on the Instagram that's good. account. That's good. Awesome. But <laughs> back to Snyder. Yeah. He uh, he threw up an image here of Darkseid. Yeah. And it's crazy. It is an image that we've seen in the film. And before the podcast, you told me this guy, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf, Thank you. Yeah. Good. I don't know this guy's name. The big horn guy. <laughs> but this image is from the film, but, yeah. but apparently was tweaked to have Steppenwolf in this position and not Darkseid. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, I'm not familiar with Darkseid as much as I know about Darkseid is that he's quite similar to Thanos. Yeah. And as you so aptly pointed out in the past, he came before Thanos. Yeah. 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 Not in the films, but certainly in the comic books. And not in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Now, Sanjay, what's your what's your take on oh, man. on Zack Snyder throwing this out there? Yeah. Throwing the pot a little bit, but about the potential and what this means for this maybe elusive Snyder cut? Like Yeah, well he posted another picture of uh, Cyborg. Yes, I did see and that. And Cyborg as well. is uh, supposed to have a nightmare vision, much like um Superman has in Man of Steel and Batman has in Batman v Superman. So it has to do with the mother boxes and the mother boxes, like like Cyborg goes into the mother boxes to stop Darkseid or Steppenwolf. And then the mother boxes give him this like vision of like, you can have your life back um, if you like lay down or like let us take it. Oh. It's kind of what I read, but I'm not like 100% sure. Right. I'm excited, man. Like this stuff is cool. I love that he's just like throwing like little like breadcrumbs out at people like you gotta like strip it all away, okay? Just like pretend this isn't Snyder. Just say like this is a director. He made a movie. The studio pulled it from him and then gave it to someone else, and then they finished that film. Um, and you know, he's just like giving the fans what they want. He's just giving it on Vero, just like little pictures here and there. And I- I'm all there for it. I mean, I would love to see one day this film. I-, I have no doubt. Eventually, we will see it one day. Down the road, I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to be 20 years from now. But I have no doubt we will see. This will see the light of day. Um, you know, I'm excited. I, I I like that he's, like, throwing these pictures up. You know, he's not, like, harassing or, like, tagging WB on it, being like, screw your movie, Shazam. You know, watch this instead. His but, fans are doing that. But, you know, he's not doing that. Yeah, but, but he's, so, kind of, like, he's enabling that, though, isn't he? Yeah. By well, doing he's that? just, he's just like, throwing a small caveat on that. There's a small subset <laughs> yeah, of his fans. That's that right. Yeah, not that's true. All, not no, all no, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, I was just making a joke. Yeah. Like, most of the people are, like, legit good guys. But some yeah. of them are just, like, a little over the top. But he's definitely <laughs> poking the bear. Well, for I sure. Mean, oh, yeah. For sure. But you know what? He's just throwing the pictures out there. Like, it, it's his film. You know, well, it's not his film, but, like, he filmed this movie. It's his vision. Yeah. And he's just throwing it out there. It would be no different than, like, say, um, Scott Derrickson, who did Doctor Strange, throwing up a behind-the-scenes image of, like, Doctor Strange. Be like, this is what I had. Or, like, maybe this a deleted scene. Like, this is what I had planned. That's kind of what I'm taking it as. Like, this is what I, think, I had planned. I think in this 
this place where all this is at right now, I think he'd be, be better off to do a documentary, yeah. self-funded documentary on all of this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and try not to be or promote any sort of slander towards DC or whatever. But right. to me, that's where the interesting bit in all this is: yeah. mm-hmm. is seeing the behind the scenes of it all. Yeah, like we may never get this film, but I think that they or if WB wants to fund or whatever, would be better off trying to, and WB is saving face here, you know, trying to protect Joss Whedon, trying to protect their image and yeah. what happened mm-hmm. with all of this, right? Because yeah. it was meant to be amicable, this split that they took, right? He was taking time off because of the issues with his daughter and all that mm-hmm. and the tragedy behind all that. And that made perfect sense. But this stuff makes it feel like it wasn't such an amicable split. And then he's pissed off that they changed his vision and he mm-hmm. had a specific vision for all of this, right? And that's fair. He's a creator, of course. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. he's, he had to have a vision. He had a huge vision for this yeah. universe. Oh, yeah. I would like to see that put into a documentary and him explain his vision, mm-hmm. put stuff like this in, some of the, get the, the permission to put some visual effects in, but also put the caveat on that they released this movie that they felt was whatever, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen studio interference. We've seen what that can do to films. And decisions are made, business decisions are made, and unfortunately it didn't go in his favor. But seeing what could have been, yeah. I think rather than getting the Snyder cut, like let's hear him talk about it. Like yeah. he had that thing, yeah. that Snyder Fest or whatever it was, right, yeah, right, right. talking about. But just yeah. put it all out there, and then we can see what it was. Not maybe the film, but just kind of the ideas. It seems like a very complicated setup that he was mm-hmm. doing based on some of the stuff that he's released but yeah. he's put a lot of thought into this yeah. yeah and that's kind of what i want out of this not so much the cut or whatever but just his process his thought process his vision and just you know i know people say the film's done and he yeah. stuttered himself says the, the the film's done that's fine mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. but like you know the what was that the documentary the death of superman, death superman. Where what lives, happened? Uh, yeah. john schnapp yeah, yeah. r.i.p yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah something yeah. like that yeah yeah i would totally down like um yeah, he's still an executive producer for like all the DC films. Like he's still on Wonder Woman, I think Aquaman as well. That seems a contractual thing, I bet. Yeah, yeah. He was, but he, he definitely is he getting was EP like, on all yeah, that. Yeah, he, he doesn't have any input anymore. Well, it's like, no, I doubt but it. And you no. have to think too, like the Lord and Miller EPs on, and they got story creds on Solo. Solo. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. And they basically got like chased off that set. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So, so it's I don't know. It's 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 interesting and. I don't know. To me, it doesn't bother me a whole bunch because I don't really pay attention to a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but I do feel he's, you know, enabling a little bit. For sure. Yeah. And for sure. Uh, yeah. not like I'm not saying this in a negative way, guys. It's yeah. just yeah. more of let's do something. Like if they're never going to release a film, WB yeah. is clear. Like this is the vision. This mm-hmm. is it. Whatever. We're never releasing it. Self fund a documentary. <laughs> yeah. Like instead yeah. of just throwing this. Exactly. Throw something cool out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, they did this with uh, director Superman One. What was his name? Uh, Donner. Donner. Richard Donner. Yeah. He did Superman 2, and then they, like, him and the Salkinds, the producers didn't get along at all, so they cut him and put in Richard Lester to yeah. finish the film. Uh, and then they had to, like, actually go back and reshoot stuff and change a bunch of it. And then what was it when, I think it was uh, Superman Returns came out, they, like, f- touched up Superman 2, and they released Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut. So, I mean, this has happened before at WB, so, I mean... But that was when they are revamping and rebooting things. I know it was meant to be... It's basically yeah. a love letter, right? Mm-hmm. Superman Returns. Yeah. But DC, I don't think, in, at least in my opinion, has figured out what they're doing with their go-forward DC Extended Universe. Uh, yeah, I don't think and, they know And at Justice all. League is a piece of that right yeah. now. Yeah. Unless they're going to go back and erase it, they have to use that as continuity jumping. Yeah. yeah. And so to go back and re-release something that changes all of that, puts in a new villain complicates the story because they don't have the right elements in there you know what i mean and mm-hmm. they don't have the follow-up to it is the other problem 
Mm. And I know people just want to see what it was. That's yeah. why I'm saying the self-funded documentary yeah. would probably be the best way without, you know, really going down the path of DC deciding to do this. I, if they scrap the DC Extended Universe in whatever capacity, yeah, sure, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But to me, they're never going to release something that's going to all of a sudden twist up their timeline. It's it's rough as it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've, you know, found their footing with Aquaman, Shazam. We talked about Wonder Woman 84 mm-hmm. last week, which is looking fantastic. So... They're going to run forward with these characters and just kind of, I think, let Justice League sit, lie. Mm-hmm. You know, we have some continuity there. They're stepping away from the Batman end of things. So, uh, to me, it's they're just going to try to step yeah. back from all that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Quite interesting, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Anyways, I hope we didn't ruffle too many feathers here. <laughs> we love you, Maddie. <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick pit stop here. And uh, you know who's back on the uh, the podcast this week? Me. It's our dude. You were here last week. Was I? <laughs> Grabs Damn is peyote. back. <laughs> Still on party. <laughs> Grabs is back, guys. You know, he's taking a bit of a hiatus. Uh, yeah. He himself welcomed a child into the yeah, world. Congratulations, yeah. Grabs. Yeah, so to him. He's finding a little bit of rhythm himself. Yeah. And here we go. He is back at it with the questions. So welcome back to Grabs Question of the Week. We've got yes. another exciting iteration of it here before we jump into a little bit of a look back into 1999 oh oh grabs we we can't answer that question oh did you see what grabs wrote this week that's just grabs man come on like your 99 sanjay (laughs) it's very clean you know i'm (laughs) I'm just playing with you grabs i just want to see grabs face when he's listening to this episode and i say that he's like what did i write like oh my goodness like (laughs) i'm gonna tell you what he wrote (laughs) the subject of this is elevated writing all right this is addressed to all three of us I received and read my copy of Doomsday Clock 10 today. Ooh. Nice. Lucky. Yes. I still got to get on that. I got to catch up. Yeah. 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 To say I was blown away would be an understatement. It also occurred to me how much I really enjoy reading Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Ooh. Dr. Manhattan is not even near one of my favorite characters, but he may be my favorite character to read. The time jumping and the analytical look at what he's seeing is just fascinating to me. The questions for the three of you are for this week. Are there any characters you find more enjoyable to read, even though they are not your personal favorites? What characters do you feel haven't been written well, but once they are and will become bigger and perhaps get their own titles? Lastly, who was the last character that after reading for the first time made you immediately look up at the things that he or she has been in? Many thanks. Grabs. Yeah. Grabs our attention. Nice. There you go. Right. So let's break this down a little bit. We'll start with the first question. Which character do you read and find enjoyable, but they aren't your personal favorites? I'm going to kick this one off. All right. Nice. And mine's going to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. You know, I've never been a big Spider-Man guy. If you look closely at the nerd room here, I only got a few Spider-Man mm-hmm. things here. For whatever mm-hmm. reason, he's never been able to capture either in film or in comics. But I read Superior Spider-Man. Yeah. I started reading some of the Ultimate stuff, the Miles Morales stuff, the the recent films, and even his appearances in the Bendis era of Avengers books. Yeah. I always loved the banter of Peter Parker in those books, especially with people like Wolverine, Captain America. So good. It is absolutely fantastic. I don't currently pull any Spider-Man, and I don't necessarily go out and read, because I find you're in the Spider-Man universe, you're in the Avengers universe, you're in the X-Men universe, and I've always chosen to stay quite closely in that Avengers universe. Yeah. But every time I read Spider-Man, I find my my smile. I find myself smiling. I find myself being really engaged with Mm. the character. 
And even the recent films, Into the Spider-Verse, I, I love Fantastic. that. Absolutely. And that yeah. was what made me go back and started in Marvel Unlimited reading Miles Morales. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So Spider-Man's my pick as someone that isn't my personal favorite, but every time I read him, I smile. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Yeah. I like yeah. that. What do you think? All right. Of course I like um, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with a character that I never really read, and then uh, New 52, I picked up um, her book, and I was like, man, this is really good. And it's not a character that I really like followed too much growing up, but it's Batgirl. Uh, her Gail Simone or the Gail Simone run for the new 52 was amazing. Like she wrote Batgirl. It was perfect. I mean, it was dark. It was gritty. The art was fantastic. And I was never really like a Batgirl fan, you know, like I had nothing against the character. I just, she just isn't in a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, like she's in like what, five episodes or 10 episodes of Batman, the animated series. Is that it? It's not a lot. Like it's, it's a couple and she doesn't have her own show. She's, you know, she's only in one movie. Um, and she, she hopefully will get a movie, but yeah, every time I read her, you know, I'm just like, man, this is, you know, she's a good character. And, uh, unfortunately I didn't keep up reading Batgirl. Once Gail Simone left, I kind of, the run wasn't as good. Um, the writing wasn't as good and, you know, it wasn't as dark. Mm-hmm. They kind of changed the character to be more like teen, like lighter and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, no, um, Batgirl for me, like when she's written well and I just, it's fantastic. Like I think the potential for her movie, you know, Josh Sweden was writing the script, uh, and then he he passed on it, and now the girl who did Bumblebee and Birds of Prey, I believe, nice. is writing Batgirl. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm super excited. Like Batgirl film, I'll be there opening day. But yeah, it's a it's a character that uh, that I don't know much about, but like I love reading reading about her, and I'll be I'll be there for the movie. So you're Batgirl, not Oracle. Like you like her yeah background. oh yeah a lot of yeah. people like Oracle. Oracle and I can totally see yeah. that I mean yeah. she is a great representation of um, people in wheelchairs mm-hmm. right and there's not a lot of that uh, representation in comics mm-hmm. so I totally get that um, but for me Batgirl um, Barbara Gordon yeah is just like she's like the OG Batgirl for sure when yeah. you think of Batgirl you think of Barbara Gordon yeah, and, definitely and I liked her in um, Heroes in Crisis um, and you know I would actually really. Th- like yeah. her in Justice League. It would be cool to see her make the jump and join the team. Have and Batman out and have her in? Have them both. Oh, okay. Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. And in Young Justice. She's great in that, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. Yeah. nice. What are you thinking for this, Trey? Uh, I'm going to go with Odin's son, Thor. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, the God of Thunder. You know, the Avengers books, I don't really recall a time where I was really like, yeah, Thor's putting in that work. You know, it hasn't been till recent, actually, with the Jason Aaron is the Thor that I like. And that goes back to my point, which is Jason Aaron's run, God of Thunder. Um, that Thor, to me, is yes. fantastic. All the way up to Jane Foster. Like, I never cared about Jane Foster, you know? And yeah. now I'm like, I love what she's doing, even into the current uh, War of the Realms. She's she's awesome, breaking off into... Um, well, I won't spoil that. But anyways, um, <laughs> but Thor himself is just... He's such a cool character when he's written well, obviously. And I love his whole time travel story that was going on in The God of Thunder with the three different Thors. Yeah, it was awesome. It's really cool. And I just... Oh, man, it just goes to show, you know, with the right with the right writers, um, some fantastic things can happen. You know, you mentioned Bendis with Spider-Man. Like, he gets that humor. Yeah. It's so key when he nails it. Whereas others try and they fail. But Bendis seems to get it. Dan Slott gets it. And and it shows. And I just think there's this fine line with Thor when you can walk the humor, but like that sword and sandal kind of like grit mm-hmm. and warrior esque kind of tales. I love that stuff. 
And, uh, yeah, again, Jason Aaron just knocks it out the park for me. So Thor is the guy I'd go with. The god I'd go nice. with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not a bad choice. Yeah, yeah, man. Now, this is a tougher part of the question. Right. What character do you feel have? What characters do you feel haven't been written well, but once they are, will become bigger and perhaps get their own titles? Right. Because everyone <laughs> has their own titles. At one point yeah. in time, yeah, pretty much. Like, it's hard. Like I'm just trying <clears throat> to think. And I've gone actually into the Star Wars realm with mm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was to go with a character, kind of just a quick pissed off, <laughs> let's go with a character that I never really connected with. And I just, I don't know if it's, I just haven't found the right writer of it. I've visited the right era. It's a Hulk. Yeah. I've always mm. had an issue yeah. with the Hulk in comic books, not connecting. And yeah. I just don't know if I've never found, and I'm sure there's people that can recommend certain things out there. If I've never found the right Hulk writer for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if I were to take this question literally, I'm going to have to go with... Qui-Gon. I oh. want a Qui-Gon miniseries. So if we okay. go back to the Age of Republic, yeah. the Qui-Gon story that they had in there, I right. really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. And I heard Masters of Practice. Yeah, really so that that's too. the other thing too, right? right? Okay. To pen that. But I don't know if... He's, he's never really had a shot at being written. Yeah. And the one one shot that we do of him is fantastic. Right. And I think if they had the right writer on this, uh-huh. you know, they could portray him I don't like to use the word gray, yeah. but he's somewhere in that space. Right. Not quite there, not quite here. And I think it, he could support his own at least five-issue miniseries. Yeah. I'd like to see more from this character because right. that book, for me, opened up a whole new world for Qui-Gon mm-hmm. and what the Jedi maybe should have been yes, as opposed to what they are. Yeah. And so I felt there's a lot you could do in that space with just even a five-issue miniseries, mm-hmm. but it has to be the right writer. For sure. Yeah, very much so. Like, that, that could go sour quite quickly. Like, yeah. we look at things that were done with even Darth Maul in the five-issue miniseries. Yeah. Kind of picked them up, put them down, really didn't do a whole bunch with them. Yeah. You have to be able to progress that story. And I think in that time frame, they could. Mm-hmm. But again, I can't iterate enough that it's it's the right writer. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sanjay, take this yeah. literal or maybe take this sideways because it's hard. With the... Yeah. Well, I don't know if this uh, character actually had their own comic book series, but the hero didn't even have their own comic book series until, like, six weeks ago or six months ago uh, i'm talking about black adam from shazam um uh, i don't know if he's ever had his own miniseries but uh like shazam as i said he's only on issue six like he's been on the shelf for so long and black adam i feel like is a character that is just ready to explode mm-hmm. you got the rock set to play him you see him at the mtv movie awards him and zachary levi did a little bit of a bit and you know zachary levi shazam rocks black adam so they got the new director for black adam uh coming out there so gears are turning Mm -hmm. black adam is such a cool character so he was the first champion of the wizard and you know he was an egyptian slave and he was helping i believe build the pyramids and he got this power and then so he kind of you know became this hero he was like this hero to the people of egypt and he was like um you know a god because he had the powers of the gods mm-hmm. um and then you know he's had it for thousands of years and it's kind of turned into the anti-hero or the villain right and, and you know with the rock portraying him i think they're going to go more the anti-hero route where he still has like a, a tinge of goodness to him mm-hmm. but i feel like this is a character that you know if you ri- write him well a miniseries would be perfect you know chronicling his days you know as a slave and rising up and getting the powers yeah and then becoming like this like super cool hero and then um like i've heard stuff about the he- the movie black adam is gonna involve like hawk Hawkman and hawk girl oh no way. yeah yeah they're, ancient, yeah. Too. Yeah, they're right. ancient too right from egypt so yeah. something like that you know okay. i i'm so down i think black adam just right to explode and he's just being talked about in the shazam comics so right 
Nice. Yeah, I'm saying Black Adam. Cool. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, hmm. I kind of got two. Uh, one's really sideways. Um, it's, it's totally last minute. I pulled it out of nowhere. But, um, <laughs> you know, because these characters actually did start from the comic books, as, yeah. but we all know them as cartoons. I'm going to go with the Ninja Turtles. Nice. And with Ninja Turtles, I would go with, like... A disassembled approach so they've yeah. actually all broken up I like and i'd it. pick Raphael, and i just follow him go like this wolverine-esque so cool. kind of sideline story i think that'd be kind of neat. old man Raphael. old man Raphael. <laughs> all I think the it, turtles are done it's just him <laughs> old man raf <laughs> old man raf <laughs> wandering yeah. with, the, with the stick i think that'd be cool i mean splinter's out no yeah. one can really contain him because splinter to raf is kind of like what alfred is to batman he's Absolutely. the only one that can kind of really contain him right yeah. he never listens to leo doesn't mess with donnie or mikey right he just yeah. does his own thing unless splinter steps in so I think Raph could kind of be cool. Like it. And I think if you want to go like really crazy and like powerful, um, it's Franklin Richard. I think if you take Ooh. him out of the Fantastic Four and just have him go off, because Hickman's run, right? When we got yep. that time travel of how mm-hmm. powerful he really is um, with the Hickman Avengers and the Hickman uh, Fantastic Four, there's a lot of stuff you could do. I'd love to see his journey of what he was doing as he's getting older. Um, even going into the Days of Future Past, we've had Franklin Richards also encounter, was it uh, Katie Summers? Not Katie Summers. Oh, no. uh, um, how do I forget her name? Uh, Shadow Cat. Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride. Yeah, I think was it his her daughter. Yeah, so it's Kitty Pride's daughter. So Kitty Pride and um, Colossus. Colossus. Is, so many characters, you know. After all <laughs> these names, yeah, their offspring. I believe Franklin Richard had something going on with her. So it'd be cool to see like Franklin Richards in some timeline. Cool. I'd love to see him little grown up. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right, quick round table on this one. And after reading a character for the first time. You know, which character is it that made you immediately go out and grab something different from them, do some research on them? For me on this one, it was Thor. Mm. Nice. I remember reading my first Thor comic book after the Thor film. Yeah. And I went back to Thor number one. <laughs> wow. Tough oh, read. Man. Yeah. Tough read. But then going through things like God of Thunder. Yeah. I even did research into Norse mythology to wow. understand a bit more about what was going on there in relevance to things like hell, things yeah. like the, you know, Loki, where they all took and pulled from. Right. To see, you know, how literal they interpreted some of this, even stuff like the Rainbow Bridge and all that. Cool. So I had a lot of fun doing that. And then, you know, I had the pleasure of reading things like God of Thunder, yes. even now into the War of the Realms. Oh, so good. Everything they've done. And even go back to... What was it um, when the Watcher died? Uh, what was that series oh, called? Or uh, Original Sin. Original Sin. Yeah, like yeah some... and they just did the Whisper and they yes, lost his powers. Exactly. Yeah. Some pretty wild stuff in there. So Thor was someone that I found myself just chasing after, even having a, a you know kind of a tough start off the blocks there. Yeah. Reading number one, like literally like 1962 number one Thor. <laughs> That's insane. But he had the identity, was it Daniel? Daniel Blake. Donald Blake. Donald, Donald Blake, Blake. yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had the whole thing with the cane and he had to like oh, smack yeah. the cane. And if you drop the hammer for too long, you turn back into Donald Blake. Right. Yeah, all this crazy stuff. That's weird. Hilarious. Pretty wild, pretty wild. Sanjay. <laughs> I'm going to go Aquaman. Aquaman. My man. Um, after reading Justice League, uh, was it Throne of Atlantis? Reading that miniseries. Was it, or, Jeff Johns? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, reading that miniseries, and then it like um, crossed over with Aquaman, and I was like, you know, I used to think Aquaman was lame, and then I read that. I'm like, no, Aquaman's cool. So I like <laughs> immediately go and like. Luckily, this was like only issue like uh, twelve of New Fifty Two. So yeah. I just pick up the two trades, plow through it, and I've been reading Aquaman ever since. Oh, so my go. man, Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. Um. You know, I read um. What was it? Flashpoint. 
yeah. Flashpoint with uh, Wonder Woman. You see how oh. badass she is. And I was like, yo. Vicious. Oh, I got to check this lady out. Yeah. And I did the Azarello run. Oh, the run of all runs, man. in my opinion. Yeah. And I think Trade Paperback Volume 1 to 6. Yeah. The Firstborn story arc. The oh. Greek mythology. I love that stuff. Apollo. Yeah. You know, her relationship with her father, Zeus. And the, the, uh, Zeus's last born, Zeke. I yeah, think, that's right. Yeah, there's so much so good stuff, cool. and then team up with Oron, who's actually semi related. Was Oron related? Oh to yeah, yeah, from the New Gods. Yeah, from the New Gods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh man, check out that run. The art's fantastic, but I loved loved Wonder Woman in that uh, that story arc. The, uh, they got to do a Wonder Woman animated series. Uh, yeah, give me that right? movie. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like the third movie should be Firstborn. Firstborn. Instead of Modern Time. Oh my God. That's a that, billion that sword dollar. sword and sandal kind of feel. I'm telling you. you oh, need that. can you imagine? Wow. Yeah. Spicy. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Grabs, yeah. thanks for, uh, Thank you. for yeah. tossing our way. It's been a, yeah. been a little while. Glad yeah. you're back on the podcast. Just remember, this is a family podcast, Grabs. So next time you send us in a question, we can't, you know, we didn't answer the whole question for Grabs this time because there was a part we left out because, you know, it got a little bit too dicey. But, uh, this is again Sunday's mind. <laughs> Poor Grabs is scratching his head like, what did I write? Yeah. He's going to check his computer. Like, did I blank out and write something and not even think about it? I, <sighs> I see you, Grabs. There it is. Yeah. Sanjay. Fine form, as always. All right, guys. Let's jump into a little bit of vintage talk. In yeah. Vintage action figure. We're going to go back 20 years, which is officially Ooh. vintage. Ooh. Now. So, yeah, everything in 1999. Oh my god, Y2K is coming! Yeah, it's coming. They were end of the world! <laughs> what a hilarious thing, right? <laughs> now, before we talk about kind of the top five films, or our top There's five probably films. people listening to this that were born after Y2K. That lo- the, highly like, like that. That were like, what is Y2K? Like, is that Chris Jericho? Like, what is that? Y2J. Yeah. <laughs> he debuted in 99, I think. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty certain about that. But before we get into kind of counting on our top five films, you know, what we're de- looking at this from... The perspective is, if we were podcasting in 1999, <laughs> what would have been our top five films of the year? Now, I've projected yeah. myself into 1999 to give this. It's not what I think is better now. Mm-hmm. It's what I feel like as a young man, someone going into high school. Yeah. What I enjoyed, at least I remember enjoying from 1999. But I want to put some context to 1999 <laughs> into Tim Troy and Sanjay. All what right. we were doing, what we were listening to, what we were watching in 1999 now for me personally like i said i was just going into high school i was at a really weird really turbo awkward stage i was trying to be cool but then i'd go home and play with my phantom menace figures (laughs) and you know i was still a big fan of jurassic park you know 97 just saw the lost world i had all those action figures (laughs) i still dabbling a little bit in ghostbusters and all that so i was you know a nerd but not a a loud and proud nerd that i am now <laughs> with a weekly podcast and all that so i was still playing nintendo 64 you yes. know golden eye from 97 so good. Oh. wcw nwo revenge of yes. course so good. give me the you bat know. yes yeah. exactly yeah. <laughs> i had a really odd taste in music i was listening to limb biscuits oh not uh, odd at all man. and corn yeah, yeah okay okay yeah. Yeah. it's a bit more on the hardcore yeah. side i was yeah. still a massive wrestling fan yeah yeah you know this was when wwf was running away with it you know wcw yeah. W was on the decline yeah. yeah and this year for me like i you know i went to i think it was in 2001 or 2002 i went to wrestlemania in toronto Ooh. whoa and so really? that was kind the... of the peak of my my wrestle hogan wrestling, and rock the hogan rock stuff yeah oh, it was unbelievable man. but you know that was a great time on tv a show called freaks and geeks i don't know if you guys ever watched oh, it oh yeah, yeah. And, uh... yes yes 
James Franco. Franco right? Yeah. The, the whole cast is. That famous. was 99? 99 that came out. 99 through 2000. Wow. Wow. So if you, that's a Judd Apatow TV show. I think it's on Netflix. I know it was. Go yeah. and watch it. It oh, is yeah. only one season. It's a shame it didn't go longer. Absolutely incredible. This is the year that Family Guy debuted. Oh, Simpsons yeah. was still running hard. Futurama, Futurama yeah, was yeah. in yeah. there. You know, of course, Friends, Batman Beyond. I believe yes. they did ninety nine. Oh, okay, yeah. see, I missed that. I yeah. never checked that out. Uh, that's Spider Man Unlimited. Yeah. Oh yeah, see, yeah. I I was kind of like checked out of the anime series at that time because I was just like ah, you know, we had such greatness in Batman the animated series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which only ended in ninety seven, I think. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like, man, I should like. I got to go back and check this out. I, I, I erred like on that. Definitely looking back and the way people talk about that series, I made a mistake. Yeah. I like, definitely should have checked like, it out. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, for me collecting at that point, it was really Power of the Force 2. Yes. And the Phantom Menace. You know, the, the red card backs. The red card backs cool. like we're seeing here in the nerd room now. Money. So that kind of frames out me, Troy. Yeah, man. What was, what did your 99 look like? Oh, 99 was uh, lots of, um well, for music. Yeah, I was, I was with you. I was listening to... Uh, uh, Phantom Menace, well, not Phantom Menace. I'm sure it was eventually, but uh, Limp Bizkit. Yeah, nice. Uh, Chocolate Starfish. No, was Significant it? Other. Yeah, what's the that? First, that was Significant Other, their first album. Oh, okay, so it wasn't that one then. It was so it was album, later actually. than I checked into. Yeah, that. okay. Because that was yeah. like Nookie. And... That's what I. That's when I got into them. That's Significant Other. That's oh, their, that is that's okay. their '99 album. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so was some of that. Break um, stuff and all Dre that. though. Oh, uh, Product 2001. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. That, that so album was good. never left. That's never legit, left my uh, yeah. my Annie Skip CD player. <laughs> Sony. Yeah. So sick. I imagine, yeah. remember lugging that crap around? Oh, my God. Oh, you yeah. had the, the big pockets, the yeah. skater yeah. jeans. And you yeah. Had to the big book of CDs, too. Yeah. So yeah, I binder. When, yeah. I had, like, an hour school bus ride and binders. And then, yeah. like, you'd have the yeah. Annie Skip. And every time we go over, it skip. <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel like we missed something, though. Because, like, when iPods came in. Now, even iPods are obsolete. But when iPods came, you just downloaded the hits. Right, like you didn't listen to whole albums anymore. Oh, no, I still did albums. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a lot of people, just like what was what was top forty, what was on the radio. Oh, really? For so, so for a CD, they'd only listen to like two songs. No, I go through everything. I go through the lyrics. I go through the, the yeah, cover art. You're a musical genius. Yeah. Yeah. What were you playing on the? Were you on PlayStation? Oh, okay. 64? Yeah. So I was on PlayStation and I had a sixty-four, and I was playing. I was playing. I was a big Final Fantasy eight guy, so that came out in ninety-nine. Uh, Street Fighter Third Impact or Third Strike, Carlos helped me out. You know your Street Fighter, um, but Tony Hawk, yes. Tony Hawk Pro oh, Skater had like yeah. the best soundtrack. I played that, yes. you know the warehouse level. I would just play it over and over again. You know, doing all sorts of tricks, playing as Tony Hawk, Cream yeah. um, Campbell, I think was his name too. Right. Oh, there's there's a lots of great uh, pro players that I was uh, messing around with back in the day there uh, for video games, but. Um, yeah, I think there's some Daft Punk guys listening to as well. Nice. There's a lot of stuff going on. The movies, she's all that. And like, I like like those party movies. Yeah. Like Clueless, yeah. Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, I American love that. American Pie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's definitely messing with. Uh, um, she's all that. Nice, nice. Yeah. You know, we've touched on this before, but were you still watching wrestling in '99? Uh, I was a WCW guy, so yes. I was all because that was, was that was that kind of like at the end. That's when like Jarrett came in and Goldberg was still there. Hogan and NWO was kind of gone. Oh. That was basically from '96 through '98 was the big NWO stuff. Oh, okay. I think they had like the weird NWO 2000. So that's playing yeah. the game probably then. Yeah, you yeah, still had the game going on, right? Yeah, so the game would have been yeah from '97, which was oh. unbelievable, or '98, I think. Because they did two. They did Nitro, WCW Nitro, right? And yeah, they, they had, had some other yeah. and World Thunder, Tour World Thunder. Tour, World Tour. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 A bunch of those. Yeah. So. Cool, cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. What, what about you, Sanjay? What was uh, your, what did your life look like uh, in '99? Pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, music completely different. Yeah. Uh, I was into stuff like Backstreet Boys, like <laughs> no no strings, no strings. Yeah. I wasn't no Britney I was, Spears. Yeah. I, I, I like Britney Spears. Absolutely, I listened to Britney Spears at home. But it, you know, when I go to school, I would never tell anyone I listened to Britney Spears. Yeah, I got Dre on right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like the I just painted the Britney Spears CD to look like the Dre CD. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Backstreet Boys. I wasn't a big sync guy i was like no backstreet boys are like more legit um i was listening to stuff like oh what else was i listening to like quit more... playing <laughs> so good man so good backstreet boys savage garden before four before four yeah man i could just imagine being like yeah i totally listen. like and not the limbiscuit or anything like that Lincoln park whatever was yeah. like those are my jams yeah but, like back in the day but i can remember you being like, yeah i love that shit Oops, I didn't. Oh man, I loved it. Or uh, match, Matchbox <laughs> Twenty, man. Like, I love those guys. Matchbox yeah. Twenty, like yeah. I remember yeah. getting like beaked hard for like listening to Matchbox yeah. Twenty. Like, oh, you gotta listen to like Metallica or harder. Like yeah. Metallica was like the bar, at, like my school. Like you know, if you listen to anything harder than Metallica. You were cool. Like anything softer, you kept like that. Smashing Pumpkins, they're yeah, dope. yeah, they were good. You're messing with those guys. No, no, no blank. I, I listen to them now more. Blink, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, n- not like maybe Green Day. Sugar Ray. Green Day. Sugar Ray. Sugar yeah, dope. yeah. Sugar Ray. Tunes. Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Bare, bare Naked Ladies. Bare Naked. Oh, I love Bare Naked yeah, Ladies. Yeah, some good stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. Amanda Marshall. Oops. They were so good. <laughs> <laughs> was it Aguilera? Were you listening to Aguilera too? Jessica Simpson. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I like a little more. bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep it going, man. Yeah. Uh, I loved it all, man. I love everything. That's good. Huh? Uh, video games. It was PS2 out then, or was it PS1? No, PS1. PS1. So yeah, I was Dreamcast. playing that. Dreamcast was out. Uh, no, I was more no. of a Sony guy. So I was okay. playing like a lot of like the NHL, like ninety eight, ninety nine. Nice. Love that. Uh, ninety nine. I just got into football, like NFL football. Is the first time I started watching that. Mm-hmm. So I got into that. Um, and like in terms of stuff, huge into wrestling. So I had all the wrestling figures. I had the ring. I had like the jumbotron even. Nice. Um. My my guy was Bret Hart, but I think at that time he was kind of done. Like he got injured by Goldberg. He was yeah. He was in. I think he fought. It was. I looked. I actually looked up the wrestling stuff today. Yeah. I think he fought at Starcade, ninety. What it was. Ninety nine. WrestleMania equivalent yeah. at Starcade ninety nine. That's when he got booted in the head by Goldberg, Ooh, and he yeah. never came back. Oh, he did. Still still wrestled with a concussion, but it kind of messed with him where yeah. he couldn't come back again. Um, WWF, I was more WWF guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Triple H. Triple man. H was oh, like up yeah. there. Because that was so, in 99, if you guys remember, do you remember that Mankind match? This is huge tension from normal. <laughs> was Mankind <laughs> Homeboy's brother? Um, no, he had the weird brother? He's Mick no, Foley. No, he, he was like Dude oh. Love, Mankind, Cactus the mask, Jack. Oh, yeah. okay, that's Kane. Yeah, so yeah. It yeah, was in 99, if you go and search biggest pop in WWF history, yeah. it's when he won the title. Right. Because there's like this, it's, it's one because it's like to me the epitome of what WWF was at that point. It was like yeah. DX, the corporation, yeah. Mankind, the Rock fighting, and then Stone Cold comes out. It's yeah, it's one of the best matches. Oh, of, so I watched cool. it and I remember watching it live. It was insane. Well, anyway, who was yeah. your guy? Because you're you're Bret Hart and who was your guy? Triple H. Triple, Triple H. H. Yeah. You would be no, Triple no H. love for uh, <laughs> no love for Stone Cold, eh? I love Stone yeah, Cold, yeah. but for whatever reason, Triple H is always my dude. Really? Yeah, right yeah. through. I always like Shawn Michaels more than Triple H. Yeah. I always thought, like, even though I was a Bret Hart guy, yeah. I still like Shawn's He was in a bit work. early, because he was 
in the Attitude Era, but yeah. just at the start. He kind of quit kinda, and came back. Yeah, he kind of concussed and all that, but he didn't come back to the mid-2000s. Yeah, anything. yeah. Um, Undertaker, The Rock, yeah. Stone Cold. Crazy Stone Cold was a... D- oh, I oh, love Stone Cold. Because he was on the huge. cover of 99 Raw with the beers at yeah. the 2 right? yeah. or whatever. He was yeah. huge, man. He was like, awesome, he, man. I love Stone oh, Cold. Oh, man. Yeah. And then uh, Goldberg was there. I, Goldberg was kind of like... Sting was Oh, awesome. Sting was my dude, yeah, though. Sting was my dude. Yeah. Oh, Sting. Yeah. Macho Man. I love Macho Man. Hulk Hogan of course hollywood hulk hogan so like wrestling i could like go we gotta yeah. have a wrestling episode but i had all the action figures uh like kevin even kevin nash scott hall like i had every action figure like i had jim ross the announcer i had vince you mcmahon mysterio, Ray mysterio? uh yeah i had a ray mysterio one nice. uh he's awesome he's like spider-man G- oh yeah <laughs> there you go i was huge into wrestling he still wrestles does he really yeah. wow. wow um yeah so wrestling was kind of my thing and um the simpsons i was huge of into course. simpsons i love the simpsons Watched it, watched it every week. Um, I loved it. I, you know, to me that was like the prime Simpsons. Uh, it, you know, I don't watch it anymore. Uh, I, well, here and there I'll watch it, but yeah, no, that was like it's prime Simpsons. I was the right age, and I still put those episodes on, and I still laugh my yeah. ass off. Yeah. Because you guys were a couple years younger than me at this yeah. point too. Yeah. Yeah, we watched like Beast Machines. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Transformers, Transformers. Yeah. Beast Wars. Beast Wars. I think Man. well, ninety nine was Beast Machines because that came out after Beast Wars. Beast Wars was yeah. such a good show. I watched Beast Wars. You go yeah. back and watch so like the CGI now, and you're like, this Ooh. is like MS Paint, but like the storylines <laughs> were so good. <laughs> Like it was legit. Like you, story was crazy, right? Was you great. had like Decepticons and um, the Autobots, and then you had the one guy who like splintered off into his own faction, or even like the season finale when Optimus like um, I guess he's Optimus yeah. Primal. Like, yeah, he sacrificed himself, and yeah. like, he was like gone for like a season. I was like, That's what? Right. Like, yeah. He off? yeah. Oh, so it's good. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that puts you into our individual mind frames. Yes. You know where we're sitting from musical perspective or age what we're collecting what we're watching and all that so when we look back at at 99 so this is 20 years ago from 2019 and when i started doing a little kind of look back at this you know putting myself into the same sort of podcasting mind frame like what would i have done i look at this year worth of films and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of funny so i'm gonna go from probably about 97 to 2001 just in a comparative thing here but we had a Toy Story movie that's coming out this year. We had a Spider-Man film coming out yes. for the first time. We had one of those this year. X-Men film in 2000. A Godzilla film in 98. Oh, Love that Godzilla film. A Star film. Wars film. Men in Black film. We had the beginning of the Glass Split Unbreakable trilogy right. in 99 as well. Wow. We had the first Fast and the Furious movie in 2001. So all in that really short time frame, kind of the frame that we were you know, really getting into early to mid-adolescence. That's when we're getting all these films. And you look at what's coming out in 2019. It's very similar franchises, yeah. <laughs> which is crazy to put yeah. in perspective that movies in the last, you know, in that three or four year span, how like we are still revisiting those similar concepts. Yes. Continuing some of those stories when we are looking at Toy Story and Star Wars. And so it's pretty wild to think that we haven't gone super far. Yeah, there's been a lot of original stuff mm-hmm. and we've, you know, really evolved some of the characters and we're, you know, another 40 years removed, even more, I guess, 70 years removed, whatever it is, from the original or the prequel trilogy to the sequel trilogy and all that. So we've seen a lot of change, but ultimately, you know, we're talking about a lot of the similar stuff. Yeah. And yeah. when we're looking at films, there was a lot of great films that came out in 1999, but the big one was American Beauty. That's the one that took home all of the Oscars mm-hmm. when they were celebrating in early 2000, the 1999 films. But, you know, guys, given all that, 
let's talk about our top five films. All right. You know, we've put ourselves into the mind frame. We've given you guys a perception as to what we were thinking, what we were liking at the time. So we're going to do a round table style. We're going to start from number five and work our way up to number one for our personal, at least in that space, top five films from 1999. Now, before we get into that, I just want to frame out a few things because we always talk about the box office, right? So Star Wars Phantom Menace was the number one film of that year. It opened to $64 million and eventually grows $430 million domestically. Huge. But comparatively, that opening weekend sounds like a, ooh, I don't know how well it's going to be. And when you count yeah. down, the next highest person home was The Sixth Sense. And then Toy Story 2. And then Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. So good. Which took in over $200 million. So wow. when you think of this in finite numbers, <laughs> Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me took in almost the same amount domestically as Solo, A Star Wars Story. Wow. wow but it probably cost like five million a million. I have like no i'm sure idea. it was probably pretty cheap <laughs> this is also the year that we saw the matrix debut yes. we saw things like the green mile so wild wild west not so good american pie <laughs> so good. so the box office was a very different beast back then but it was still dominated by things like toy story by the sixth sense and by kind of these new really cgi heavy films mm -hmm. in the matrix the matrix is also one that benefited at the oscars for best visual effects sound editing and all that it took home all that star wars didn't get anything that's crazy yeah. not wow. even via uh, no. special effects in matrix okay i can see that yeah so given all that sanjay <clears throat> number five in all your right. countdown of top five films in 1999 all right my number five is one of the biggest box office bombs of 1999 talking about fight club Ooh. Yeah, so it cost about $60 million to make. It only brought in $30 million at the domestic box office. At the time, audiences just did not like this film. And I'm struggling to find out why. To me, this is an amazing film. If you haven't seen it, it's this guy who's kind of going through life, and he's kind of having like a, you know, every day is kind of the same thing. And then he meets this other guy, Tyler Durden, who's kind of like, the coolest guy in the world to him like he's and then they start this like fight club where they just like go and fight in public and all these other men kind of see it and they join in and it's just like whole like cult following it, it's it's a super like interesting film and it's super like it's different a movie that has a cult following oh yeah. absolutely yeah. now yeah. it's like a cult classic yeah. like you ask anyone like definitely fight club is yeah. up there and meatloaf is acting in it so that's another musician that i was listening to in 99 there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Fight Club is my number five. All right, nice. And let's start a fight club here. Nice. Um, maybe not. I'll leave you guys fight, <laughs> and then I'll come back. Yeah, <laughs> um, number five for me is American Pie. I love American oh, Pie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this, this, is, this is crazy. I was, I was pretty little, so I... Um, I got this on like pay per view eventually. I didn't see it in theaters. Yeah, there's uh, no way your parents are taking no, you to see this, no, right? You, no. but it's funny because we didn't have like the internet, but we all saw it. We all saw, yeah. Like, how did we see it? Were we just like DVDs, VHS? Yeah, yeah. Pay per view. Blockbusters, just like yeah. here you go. Yeah, yeah. But I uh, know this this movie was hilarious. This was great, and this was to me. I was like, "Well, man, this is high school. Like, this is awesome." Yeah, yeah. yeah I, could, I could not wait. Yeah. I was just starting high school, and I was like, "Man, it's gonna be awesome." Yeah, <laughs> four years, I'm finally gonna get laid. <laughs> All the girls are thirty years old. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, do they look like that? Yeah, the girls I go to high school did not look like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pie was my honorable mention. Nice. I nice. didn't have that. It, was, yeah. it would have been my number six, but yeah. uh, my number five was The Matrix. Nice. Nice. Yeah. nice. You know, it was it was 
you know, revolutionary for that time frame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Keanu Reeves, the guy that played the goofy dude yeah, in Bill and Ted. Ted. Yeah. yeah. You no know, point break. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah and all that. Yeah. And something completely Young different. Blood. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed this film. And it's not, I didn't really like two and three. And it's not something I really revisit that much. No. no. I remember when I saw it in 99, I was like, whoa, yes. Blown away. Come on. Hey, everyone, come yeah. On, yeah. Come on, more of this. Yeah. 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 Pretty wild. So that was my number five. All right, my number four, another box office bomb. It's just weird, but uh, Stanley Kubrick's last film, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, oh Nicole Kidman. Nicole and Kidman, Cruise. Tom Cruise. That yeah. was in '99. That was your fourth favorite film of the no, year. No, okay, probably not '99. But if I'm looking back as <laughs> as a 32 year old, if I grew oh, up in '99, okay. so we approach this differently. Yeah, we approach this differently. Okay, I didn't it's get like, to see this in '99. Kind of <laughs> early teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got to see Nicole it. Kidman's boobs. Yeah, <laughs> it's very artsy. Okay, I would have appreciated the art in this film. But if you haven't seen this movie, it's super another wild movie where tom cruise goes on like this weird like cult he gets like invited to this weird cult and he's having this like existential crisis with his wife who he finds out had like um um what you call it was attracted to another man at a party and he's just trying to like figure out like that and live his life it's a wild film like there's weird like cult like sex scenes in this thing it's really like out there but it's a Stanley Kubrick is the best director of all time, and this is his last film, so it had to be on there. Uh, number four. Okay. Nice. Uh, I'm taking it back, man, to the Disney days. Um, Tarzan. Oh, Love this. Yeah, so Tarzan, good. the animated film. Phil Collins on the music. Love it. Fantastic. Incredible music. Um, I love this. Again, being a Spider-Man guy, I just loved – I've never seen – you know, Tarzan swing through the trees and go through the the, the vines of everything, and it's just yeah. very, like, acrobatic. Um, I thought the animation at the time was great. It's a super fun film, and for everybody, everybody out there that likes their theories, you can actually kind of look into uh, Frozen, and they actually mm. tie it together. That, right. Yeah, so check out the theories. I won't spoil it or anything, but it's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I love this movie. Yeah. Still watch it to this day. Nice. Yeah. How about any of the live actions? Are you a fan of any Never, of no. never. Even no. the old school ones, I've never yeah. been into it. And yeah. then and then even like the spoofs like George of the Jungle, yeah. I never cared for. But <laughs> yeah. this for me is yeah. like one of my favorite Disney so it's films. It's a perfect segue into my number four. Oh, yeah. Brendan Fraser. Oh, there you go. Oh, the there Mummy. There you go. Oh, so good. It was a big year. <laughs> you know what? I still to this day yeah like this is a movie that i saw in theaters with my dad yeah yeah and it was that was kind of like a him and i thing yeah, yeah. is we go through the adventure films and all he wasn't yeah. super into sci-fi or anything like that but movies like this he yeah. really does so good yeah and brendan fraser in that role that i don't even know what the cgi if it holds up but the story and all that i yeah. loved it it was so cool yeah Filled that, that void time. of indiana jones too, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eh? yeah he yeah. did that as they progressed they got worse and worse yeah yeah but this one it was grounded enough that it was like, okay, yeah. It was kind of Indiana Jones grounded. Yeah. That's a, yeah. a great example where there's some really kind of far out there things, but it was there was enough in there. Like, okay, yeah. I've, I've seen that movie, I don't know how many times. <laughs> but yeah, that was like one of my one of my films movie. of 99. Yeah, fr- good call. That's yeah. 99, eh? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, that's a good movie. The franchise that launched The Rock's career. Yeah. Scorpion King. Scorpion King. Cause, yeah, because yeah. that was the Second or third one? Second one, Second I think one. he's in it for a little bit, and then he gets his the own CGI spin-off. mess at the end. Yeah, oh, that so was, bad. That was rough. That could have ended yeah. his whole career right there, but they yeah. gave him the spinoff, and he took it. Yeah, and he ran with it. That's yeah. the spinoff. So it's wow, well, it's it's it really rock stuff, which isn't great. But there's a couple spinoffs too, like sequels that like straight VOD. Yeah. Oh the yeah, yeah. Because well, it was Randy Couture, like, and I think there was number three was that had Yetis and stuff in it. Yeah. It went white. Oh, there was it was like Donnie Yen. I think was in it. Was it was like the like. 
Wild to Maybe. China. It was like in China with the mummies there. Yeah. 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 The third yeah, one, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. All right, Sanjay, number three. Top number three. three, going to the Matrix. Okay. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. I mean, talk about groundbreaking with the bullets, and he like bends backwards. Yeah. And yeah. It's just so cool. And uh, Mr. Anderson. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah, and I, I watched it the other day, bits of it, and it still holds up. It's still really cool. Yeah. Um. I love it. Unfortunately, you said, you know, sequels didn't hold up. The video games were actually pretty cool. I yeah, because it had the them. bullet time effects going yeah, on, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Matrix, man. Everyone in the playground was talking about Matrix. Matrix. So. Number three is Matrix. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Number three for me is Matrix as well. Yeah. Um, fun fact, too, because Wild Wild West, Will was actually meant to do the Matrix, but mm-hmm. he turned That's it down right. for the Wild Wild West. Whoopsies. So, big mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he turned out okay, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, everything you just said echo my yeah. thoughts. I, I loved the matrix at that time man that's groundbreaking yeah Yeah. oh yeah Yeah. all right number three for me you know guys i'm not i'm not a scary movie type guy yeah but the sixth sense oh blew my brain apart i remember specifically watching this i would have been in grade nine i believe cool and i was kind of away at this like every so often you could go early high school you could go and sleep at a university for night nice and they played this movie it was i can't remember what the hell it was but they played this movie yeah and I remember I had no clue what was going on. Scared. Shit. <laughs> it's a pretty intense film. It was. Oh, yeah. it's amazing. But it's one of the few thriller films, I guess you'd call it, that I commonly go back to because I really enjoy what they did in there. Yeah. And it was kind of the start of like the M Night whole thing about him yeah. being like the ultimate writer and yeah, the twist yeah, master. Yeah, the twist guy yeah. Yeah. all together. That kind of fell apart, but this <laughs> film to me still is it's one of the That's few good. films that it's kind of I guess most people understand the end, but like when it came out in ninety yeah. like I had no clue. Yeah. No one knew no. that that like and looking back on it, yeah, sure you can see it all, but yeah. I, I just to me over my head the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Um number, number two, two for me, another oh go keep it in the scary section, Blair Witch Project. Oh. This movie here changed the game. It literally created its own genre of yeah. found footage horror films. Now you got Paranormal Activity. You got a whole schwack of them. Chronicle. Chronicle. Yeah, yeah everything. Um, what's that one with uh, JJ? Uh, the monster, Cloverfield. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah, right? So they created this whole found footage thing. And at the time, there was like the internet was still young. And they made it seem like this was a true story. Right. Like the actors went into hiding. And so people thought that these poor people actually got killed. Like people thought we were seeing the last moments. Right. And the director and the producers like made it seem like that was the case where they would, they would mess with the cast. Like they would like build these things and not tell them they would move the map. Like they would change stuff. So the actors frustrations, like that is real. Like that is like raw emotional stuff. It is so well done. That's brilliant. Talking about poor sequels. Unfortunately, this got us a sequel and then like a reboot couple of years ago which do not hold up but uh I, I heard the other one was actually right though wasn't it the one that they released at comic-con like the next day after comic-con was that uh, be okay no, no it was it was not that great oh. it, they changed a bunch of stuff they tied into the first one okay. but it's kind of interesting that they actually called it like the woods because they knew if they called it blair witch it would get like backlash right. so they kept it called the woods until they released the trailer and they're like surprise it's a blair witch remake uh, yeah so, i mean it's got some cool stuff but yeah. definitely the first one is yeah. is yeah. by far the best and... just just for some perception on that that sort of genre creating film yeah it opened in 27 theaters yeah. to 1.5 million dollars in its opening weekend and went on to gross over 140 million dollars 
I think if I'm not mistaken, it's the most profitable film of it all time. Probably cost like twenty grand to make. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like a twenty grand film, over hundred million. Like, think yeah. about that. These people probably became filthy rich from it. Yeah, or they lost all their money. <laughs> yeah, Blair Witch is number two for me. All right, yeah. try number two. Uh, number two for me was Fight Club. Yeah, nice. yeah I, I really liked Fight Club. Again, yeah. the the idea of like you know the split personality basically going yeah. on there the whole time. So that was cool. I'm a big Edward Norton fan too. So and I, I love Brad Pitt. I mean, yeah. that guy can do no wrong in my. He's at the heyday '99. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, no, Fight Club was dope, and uh, you basically said everything that needs to be said. Yeah. So moving right. on up. Number two for me, The Green Mile. Oh, oh so yeah. good. This was honorable mention for this, me. This is Stephen King. Yeah. This had the similar vibe that Shawshank had. Yeah. 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 Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Um, Michael Clark Duncan. Yes. Mm-hmm. This was so well done. And uh, what's his name? The guy played Justin Hammer as well. Oh, oh yeah. he was so scary. Yeah. In this. Simon Rockwell. Yeah. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. He yeah he played the crazy guy. This film was oh. and it kind of goes. Oh. It goes a bit sci-fi towards the end, mm-hmm. but I remember watching this thing. I had the DVD for this thing. Oh no! Because like, around '99 was when I got my first DVD player. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. this was one of the first DVDs I bought. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, I remember I still have it in this nice. drawer. Yeah. Nice. The Green Mile DVD from it would have been I guess sometime early 2000s. Yeah. But yeah, I love this film. It's nice. it's That's good. If great. you if you ha- guys haven't seen the Green Mile, you have to check. Yeah, it out. Yeah, go check it out. Tom Hanks is unbelievable in it. Yeah, what yes. a year for Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, big year, big year. What about what about you, man? Number two. Oh, uh, this is the number one for me. Oh, number one. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Number one. No, it's all right. It's all good. Number one for me. How could it not be my main man, M Night Shyamalan in The Sixth Sense? Yeah. To me, one of the greatest horror films ever done. Um, interesting fact. M. Night got the idea from watching uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. No way. The campfire? The campfire one, yeah. Apparently, it was like a girl going to school, and it turns out she's been dead the whole time. And then he, like, that's how he started coming up with Sixth Sense. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this film here is just incredible. It, it's got the, you know, it's up there with, like, some of the best twist endings of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's top 10 for yeah. sure. Um, no one saw it coming. People that say they've seen it coming are either lying, lying. to you or they read the script. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it, it's fantastic. It's scary, but it's not like scary where it's it thrilling. scared people away. But definitely, if you're a horror fan, you will get scared. like you will be scared in this. And it's uh, Misha Barton made her acting debut in this. And uh, what's in the name? Um, Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, like he became a big star after this. Oh, and yeah. Bruce Willis kind of got his career back on track. Yeah. So this movie was huge. This was. I mean, from a first-time director, a horror yeah. film to make like this kind of money, yeah, like, to that's be like Jordan of... Peele. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not Simon Kimberg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was released by Disney. Interesting enough, was their, it like, really? Yeah, it's it's, boy, it's, yeah. So they're like uh, Touchstone. Touchstone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah. yeah. So be on that's, Hulu. That's yeah. my number one. <laughs> All right, try number you one. Are, you already know what it is, man. Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah. Duel of Fates going down. That yeah. trailer. Oh. Come on, Qui-Gon, Green Lightsaber, Young Obi-Wan, Kenobi, Darth Maul, uh, Double-Bladed Lightsaber. Yeah. Like, man, this was crazy, this movie. At the time, at least. Yeah. I yeah. still like it today. Um, yeah. But yeah, for me, the trailer hooked me. Um, the card back scene in the stores with the chip. You know, the red oh, card yeah. backs oh, with toys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. chips. Yeah. And, and, and I'm a, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm a big prequel guy. So yeah. knowing that this is a young Darth Vader in the making, the pod racing scene, we've oh, talked wow. about it. Yeah. God knows how many times the podcast, but man, Tim, take it away. I already yeah. know what you got. <laughs> there it is, man. I can't yeah. echo what you said more. Mm-hmm. It's just this movie was, for me personally, the first new Star Wars film I saw in theaters. Yes. 
Uh, I just seen the original trilogy in 97, went the re-releases and all the special editions, the updates. Yeah. And this was like, whoa, it's a whole new world to me. I wasn't quite at the age where I was out lining up for this thing. Yeah. But I should have been. And I regret <laughs> that I wasn't. But yeah, I was I was on the hunt, early hunt days yeah. for me. Yeah. You know, seeing those red car backs swinging from the pegs was just like, oh. whoa. And they were they were so, stacked so deep. It was a different time. Yeah. As far as collecting, like between yeah. the Power Force and this, it was just like, wow. <laughs> so that's, yeah, where the obsession yeah. continues. The Pepsi cans. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. The Pepsi cans, which your 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 cousin's hooking me up with. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah. yeah. Baron, at some point, he said, you can have all my stars. Oh, no, nice. Yes. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. What so. if they came crushed just to troll you? Oh, that'd be the worst. <laughs> I'd be so upset. Don't do that, Baron. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah so 99 was was quite an interesting year for all of us for the sounds yeah. that you know we had very similar likes maybe not so much musically mm. but we like <laughs> you know pretty closely here hey man i'm just mad enough to admit i know you guys were rocking listening to britney spears, well, and, britney spears and all that plus your love for eyes wide shot oh such uh, a good film you're such a you're such an interest you continue to be an interesting man sanjay even yeah. back in 99 <laughs> yeah. Old I, mean, I mean i think if i was doing this list back in 99 austin powers would have definitely been on it <laughs> A hundred percent, and probably Toy Story two. To be honest with you, yeah, those two were a big fan of that. It was a bit. I felt. I think I was at that age. I was kind of like, not for me. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. love them all. Yeah, and we're going to see definitely for this there video. You go, yeah. But I mean, yeah. but I mean, like Austin Powers, like that. That was a sequel to hit that. Like was unbelievable. Mike Myers was at his height. That movie made an incredible amount of like two over two hundred million dollars. Two hundred million dollars for a spy spoof movie. Like that is like a spoof movie done right. And yeah. man, I love the Austin Powers franchise, and it's due for a comeback. Yeah, I mean, we talked. You know talked that. about you brought out all these other movies like Men in Black, X Men, Austin Powers. Let's get him in there. We'll see. What you gotta do? <laughs> what you gotta do is have Austin Powers villain get superpowers, and then you could be like a spoof on like superhero. He never recovered since that Love Guru thing. No, that I actually didn't him. mind that movie. Oof. Like it was not great, but Sanjay. it wasn't like offensive i'm gonna cut us off there <laughs> yeah. before you wreck any credibility that we've, we've welcome with, to the love listeners. guru podcast where we talk all about my favorite the, movie you've mentioned this in the past if you actually go over to our boys gen x-wing they did a review of the love guru not too long ago really wow. so yeah i feel like 10 episodes or so ago so go check that out they okay. had uh, a time with it <laughs> <laughs> and with all that being said guys we're going to come back to 2019 and wrap this episode up it was fun going back 20 years yeah. revisiting our young selves and some of these movies that came out and uh counting on that top top five list i would go back in time and say young fella buy all the stock in apple you can yeah. this company that no one likes in 99 is due for a comeback <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's some some big no kidding yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right guys thank you very much for joining us this week i know we took a bit of a detour from what we normally do but snow slow news week you know, build into San Diego Comic-Con. So the expectation is it's going to continue to be slow for the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. But hopefully after that, you know, we've got Spider-Man Far From Home coming yes. up here. Some big stuff on the horizon. We've got Toy Story 4. We're yes. not going to be reviewing, but we're definitely going to be talking about next week. So my daughter is amped up about seeing yes. that. And yes. of course, we're going to see us out on the hunt. Be sure to check us out on Instagram now. Yeah. You know, we're doing all sorts of hunt videos. I just yeah. threw up a comparison of some Winter Soldier figures and all yes. that. So we're trying to do something different on there, bring another element of the podcast. And so that's at the NerdRM, very exact same handle as, as the Twitter handle or my Twitter handle. And you catch these guys' Twitter hands also at the end of the episode. If you want to be part of the show, like Grabs is doing, you can always email us at the NerdRM at gmail.com. You can find everything we do on the NerdRM.net as well as StarWarsCommonwealth.com. And that's where you can also find all the other seven 
plus us, that makes eight stars podcasts that are in the Commonwealth, as always, doing fantastic, great, amazing things over there. And like always, we like to give a shout out to our man, Rob Wade, who endorses this podcast over at emotionally14.com. So go over there and check out everything that he is doing, all the content he is producing. He's a great guy. You'll love him. Just go tune in and you will not regret it. All right, guys. We've taken a visit back to 1999. We're back in 2019. We're going to go change some diapers. Maybe a little burping. <laughs> yep. I'm going to go see what's up. What's going on in the hunt? You know, maybe Troy's going to take a stop at a Walmart and find me uh, a worthy cat <laughs> on the yep. way home. But like until it. next week, guys, for the Red Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sonia. And thank you very much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sanjabi. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Road Squadron Podcast, San Diego Saber's Radio Podcast, Tattooing Sons, Retro Inc., and The Sandcrawler Podcast. Follow Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.